Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 17. I'm going to read from verse 11, from verse 11 to verse 19. Luke 17, from verse 11 to verse 19. Luke 17, verses 11 to 19. Share there, shout hallelujah. Nobody's there? If you are at Luke 17, verse 11, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You are still looking for it, shout wait for me. Amen. I read verse 11. And it came to pass, uh, it's on the screen, in, in case you want to. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Amen. Amen. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Praise the Lord. This morning, the topic of my brief exhortation is, O Lord, perfect that which concerns me. Say, O oh Lord, oh Lord, perfect that which concerns me. And we are all familiar with the story we have just read. Ten lepers were cleansed. Out of those ten, only one came to give thanks to the, to the Lord. And we are told that Jesus said, not only have you been cleansed, your faith has made thee whole. But taking it from the beginning of that story, the Bible says Jesus was on a journey to Jerusalem. On a journey to where? So Jesus was a journey to Jerusalem. The journey to Jerusalem for Jesus was a journey to destiny. Because on this journey, he will fulfill the purpose for which he was born. On this journey, Jesus will fulfill the purpose for which he came into the world. And this was very important. The name Jerusalem means the foundation of peace or a possession of peace. Jerusalem, I mean, uh, it's a name that is accompanied by the word peace. But in Jerusalem, Jesus was going to fulfill destiny. And we all know how he fulfilled destiny, right? How did Jesus fulfill destiny? By dying on the cross. But the Bible says that he, on his, on his way, he was going to pass through some villages in verse 11. He passed through Samaria and he passed through Galilee. Remember we said he was going to fulfill destiny. 
The places that Jesus had to pass through on his way to Jerusalem are indicative of obstacles on the path of destiny fulfillment. When you look at the meaning of these places, these names, you realize that there are some situations that we need to break through that God may perfect that which concerns us. And somebody here today will break through in Jesus' name. The, word, the name Samaria means guardianship. It means what? In other words, it means a watchman. It means somebody looking over something. And the name Galilee means sacred. Something that goes around in cycle. Something that never ends. But at the same time, there's no motion. There's no progress. In other words, when we look at that, just that verse 11, Jesus had to pass through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. We can take it further as detailing for us that if you are going to get to the place of destiny fulfillment, number one, you need to break through that journey you have been running in circles and begin to move forward. And you will move forward in Jesus' name. And number two, but adventure, there are some guardians that have been there to ensure that you don't break through, that you don't come out of this cycle. The Lord himself will deal with them today in Jesus' name. There's a story in Mark chapter 11 from verse 1 to 11. Mark 11 verse 1 to 11. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was going with his disciples. And he came to a village called Bethphage and Bethany. And when he got there at the Mount of Olives, he sent for two of his disciples. He sent them into the village. Go into the village. As soon as, as, soon as you have entered, you find a coat that is tied. Whereon a man never laid. Lose him and break him. So there was a coat that was prepared for destiny. Tell somebody prepared for destiny. The Bible says this cult, no man had ever written, written on it. So God had a plan for it. But there were some individuals that were standing by, surrounding that cult, and intent upon ensuring that this cult will die an unfulfilled cult. Because the Bible says, when the men, the disciples that Jesus sent came, and were going to untie the cult, there were some guardians. There were some watching individuals. I said, why are you untying the cult? You cannot untie this cult. It's fulfilling a purpose there. But the disciples spoke as Jesus had given unto them. They said, the master has need of it. The master has need of it. And there's someone here today that the Lord is saying unto you, the reason you have not broken out of that cycle you are moving in is because you have failed to realize that the master has need of you. The only thing that was going to bring that cult out of that cycle of, of forgetfulness was the fact that it was going to be used for the master's purpose. I want to ask somebody a question today. Are you prepared to be used for the master's purpose? That is what can and will make a difference in your life and situation. That cult was going to remain a cult tied by the roadside forever. Until he dies. 
But Jesus intervened. And he's here to intervene on behalf of someone here today. Amen. I say he will intervene on behalf of someone here today. Amen. And you will find purpose and fulfillment in life in Jesus' name. Amen. I say you will find purpose and fulfillment in life in Jesus' name. Amen. We looked at the meaning of two names. When you look at that passage of Mark chapter 11, two additional names are mentioned there. Number one, Bethphage, which means house of unripe figs. House of what? Unripe figs. In other words, there's something or there's someone or there's a situation that is always telling you it is not yet time. They, they say that procrastination is what? Anybody? Procrastination is what? Is the somebody is not sure. Procrastination is the what? Is the thief of time. Is the enemy of time. Procrastination steals your time. What you should do today, you keep saying I will do it when? And you know what happens? Tomorrow never comes. What you should do at the age of 20, you say, I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. And by the time you are 40, you still have not done it. Some of us, if only we had gone to school when we ought to have gone to school, the story would be different today. But it was always, I'll do what? I will go next, no, I will go next year. I will go next year. Oh, you know, it's now July. Um, the, the admission is finished. Why did you wait till July? Oh, it's now September. Okay, I'll wait till January. Then January comes, I'll wait till March. Then March comes, I'll wait till what? You always will do it, but you end up never doing it. If that is your, your, your situation, that cycle will be broken today in Jesus' name. That village was called House of Unripe Figs. The figs are never ripe. The time never comes. It signifies that situation. That are always saying, it is not time. Thereby postponing the day of performance. And you know what that does too? It postpones your day of glory. And I pray for someone here today. You will have a glorious breakthrough in Jesus' name. Amen. I say you will have a glorious breakthrough in Jesus' name. Amen. That cult was meant for glory if only it could be used by Jesus. Because without being used by Jesus, brethren, the cult was useless. There were many cults in, 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 in Jerusalem, in Judah, in Judea at that point in time. But only this one, like somebody was, I don't know, telling a story. He said um, that the following day or the third day after that, this cult was going through, walking around, expecting people to be clapping and throwing their clothes and throwing those And nobody even paid any, any attention to the cult. And the cult was telling, so said, two days ago, three days ago, I was walking, entering the streets of Jerusalem. And what were they doing? They were cutting branches, putting on the road. They were removing their gowns, putting on the road. And everybody was celebrating me. He said, but look at me today. Nobody's even paying attention to me. And the other cult said, you don't understand. It's not because of you. It's because of who? It's because of Jesus that was riding on you. And do you know that applies to us too? Jesus makes you important. Tell somebody, Jesus makes you important. He makes you an important personality. He takes you beyond your ability. He takes you beyond whatever you can plan for yourself. But the moment you decide that I want to walk alone, 
I no longer want to be obedient to this Jesus. He just found out nobody is paying any attention to you. Because the Bible says, Christ in me. What? It is Christ in you that is the hope of glory. It is Christ in you that will enable you to perfect that, that destiny. Your destiny will be perfected in Jesus' name. If you have been grappling with a situation of unfulfillment, today there shall be a divine termination of that situation in the name of Jesus. The message for someone here this morning is that it is time for you to take a step of faith and move to your next level. Tell somebody it is time for you to move to the next level. And the Lord will take you there in Jesus' name. But you must make up your mind that you break through this cycle. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6, the passage we know very well, the Bible says, the Lord spoke unto us in Horeb. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. Said the Lord our God spoke unto us in Horeb saying, you have dwelt long enough on this mount. At times you want to break through this cycle. It's not that you don't want to break through, but you just find it impossible because it's not by power, it's not by might, but by what? By my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's not by power, it's not by might. By my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The spirit of the living God will enable you, will give you the power to break through that circumstance or those situations in Jesus' name. The Bible says, if you look at verse 12 of the passage we read, Luke chapter 17, verse 12, he had passed through Samaria, he had passed through Galilee, he had broken through those limitations. The Bible says, and he entered into a certain village. Into what? Tell somebody a certain village. And I know there's a reason that the Bible does say a certain village. Because there are many areas where Jesus resides. That when you get there, you have gotten to the point of divine performance. And one of such areas is where you are today. You are here today. God has brought you here today because you have come to your season of divine performance. Because you have come to your season of divine perfection. Because you have come to that time that God himself will lift you up. And he will lift you up in Jesus' name. I say, we lift you up in Jesus' name. The Bible talks about those men. It says, there were ten men. Ten men that were what? That were lepers. Those men were not born as lepers. Circumstances happened to them. Some things changed on the path of their journey. On the day they were born, their parents rejoiced and celebrated. Say, God has given us a, a, a young man. He will be the one to take the honor of the family, the honor of the household. He will be the heritage of the Lord. But somewhere along the line, something happened. And those men became lepers. And that situation that you might be going through, you were not born that way. I know there's a song that says some people were born that way. It's a lie. You were not born that way. You were born for his glory. Tell somebody I was born. For his glory. And that means your life must give glory to divine purpose. That means your life must be a fulfillment of destiny. 
That means God will take you to the place he has planned and purposed for you. But there come a day that you get to a certain place that you decide that enough is enough. Tell somebody enough is enough. This leper said, the only solution to our predicament is to go unto Jesus. The only way that which concerns us can be perfected is to do what? Is to go to Jesus. They came to Jesus. He gave them an instruction that was predicated on faith. Predicated on what? He just told them, go. Go and show yourselves. When he spoke the word, spiritually, healing was effected. Physically, there was no healing in their bodies. But as they began to walk towards Jerusalem, as they began to walk to show themselves to the priests, they found out that they were healed. In other words, there's healing in obedience. There's healing in your demonstration of faith. They obeyed, they went along the way. You see, brethren, the, the life of Christianity is a life of faith. It's a life of what? And the reason many of us are not making progress is all we do is dependent upon what we see, what we feel, what we know. So where is the place for God? If everything is about you, depends on what you can do. Where does God come in? He wants to challenge you to take you a step higher. He wants to give you a testimony. He wants to give you what? So that you can sit back and say, this was impossible. But God intervened. And this is my testimony. You will have a testimony. Amen. I said you will have a testimony. Amen. You will have a testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. They went. As they were going, they found out that they were healed. Leprosy was gone. Sin had been washed away by the blood of Jesus. But only one man. How many men? One out of ten. Only one man out of ten. When he realized he was healed, he said it's time for thanksgiving. He went back. And that was the man that received that commendation. Jesus Christ said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. In other words, Ten people were healed, but only one man's situation was perfected. Only one man had that question and answer, that prayer answered. The topic we are discussing is, oh Lord, do what? Perfect that which concerns me. Because we are going to be praying this morning or this afternoon as the case may be. We are going to be praying. There are some things you desire God to touch in your life. There are some situations that you want divine intervention. There are some situations that you've said, oh Lord, if only you can do something. And I want to ask you this morning, can he do something? If he chooses not to do something, can anyone else do something? If God does not help you, no man can help you. But I know there's someone here today that God wants to help. And who is that person? God will help you today in Jesus' name. You will find divine help today in Jesus' name. These ten men were not born as lepers. Somewhere on their journey, this bot came into their lives. But the way it came, it can go. If only they would come unto the man that could cleanse them. And they did. They came unto him. And you've come unto him today. Whatever stands for leprosy in your life will be taken away in Jesus' name. 
Whatever it is in your situation that makes men to see you and say, no, not this one, but this one. Even when it is your time, God will take it away in Jesus' name. Whatever makes you pray and pray and pray and you weep and you sleep and it looks like there's no answer. I say, God will give you an answer today in Jesus' name. That's why the Bible says, weeping may endure. For how long? It's only for a night. He said, boy, joy comes when? You know, when, the, when that weeping con, I mean, goes on in the night, it looks like, <laughs> I think uh, God has abandoned me. How many times have you, I mean, sat down by your bed, knelt down, you, 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 you will sleep crying. And you wake up doing what? Because you think there's no solution. But brethren, is there a solution? Is there a solution? Is there a solution? There is a solution. And that solution is in Jesus. And he's here to meet with someone here today. And that's why our heart cry this morning is, Oh Lord, do what? Oh Lord, do what? Perfect that which concerns me. Because as I go into the month of August, I want the month of August to indeed be a new beginning for me. Because of a divine perfection. Because God has perfected something. Because it's time for men to see the glory of God in my life. It's time for me to showcase the glory of God. It's time for men to sing with me. That come and see what God has done for him. Come and see what God has done for her. Oh God, perfect that which concerns me. 